Hi, I'm Mike Pickles, and you're listening to the Daily Deal Podcast. We hear about inspirational stories from folks like you and I. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. So, welcome to the Daily Deal Podcast with Mike Pickles. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to my podcast so that you don't miss out on any future podcasts. All right, let's jump right in. So today's guest is a former TV news reporter who now makes or works, I should say, in the sleep health profession, specializing in testing uh, mattresses to help you get a better sleep. So please welcome Bridget Chapman. Yes. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. You're most welcome. And Bridget, how is life in North Carolina? It is good. It is very hot these past few weeks, but it is also beautiful out here and enjoying the summer as long as I can get the air conditioning here and there. (laughs) (laughs) Now I have to jump right in and ask right away, how did Bridget Chapman go from being a TV news reporter to working in the sleep health mattress business, I guess, profession? Well, I was a reporter for about seven and a half years. I went to college for it. It was always my dream as a little girl to be a reporter. I really loved it. I have fantastic memories from it. I think it's shaped me into the person I am, but the last few years were definitely just starting to wear on me. And with the pandemic and everything just happening in the country, I was kind of eyeing getting out of the industry. And this opportunity came along with Sleepopolis and it almost sounded too good to be true because everyone I talk to about my job is like, oh my gosh, I love sleep. And I'm like, yes, I think that's something a lot of us have in common is we love sleep. And it was just so funny hearing this opportunity. Like, do you want to talk about sleep? You want to learn more about it and also test mattresses for a living. I thought it was too good to be true, but I'm here I am about a year later working for this company and really enjoying it. And here you are. All right. You mentioned Sleepopolis. So let's, let's tackle that for a second. Who is that? What is that? So Sleepopolis is basically your one-stop shop for everything sleep related. So we do a lot of the mattress reviews and other sleep product testing. So pillows, sheets, comforters, gadgets, anything and everything And then we also cover sleep health, sleep news, anything you can think of that is related to sleep. We are on it or we are working to be on it. And we just really want to be a resource for everyone, whether they need tips, whether they're looking for a new product, uh, just because sleep affects us in so many ways. And it's really, really important. Absolutely. Now, I know you're in North Carolina, like we just mentioned, USA. I'm in Canada. Does this, does this, your company, is it online? Is it just down there in the States? It is online. We have an international reach. We definitely have a lot of companies that are in the U.S., but we also have um, a roundup of our favorite Canadian mattresses as well. So shout out to Canada. And (laughs) we have things that anyone can benefit from because no matter what time zone you're in or where you live, there's a lot of different 
tips and tricks that you can utilize in your daily life and practice to have better sleep at night. All right. So let's test some of your knowledge here. Uh, what should people look for? What are they looking for when they're buying a mattress? So what's funny is people always say to me, what's the best mattress? What mattress should I get? And it is not that easy because we are all different. We all sleep in different positions. We all have different body weights and body sizes. So the biggest thing I say is first think about your sleeping position. Do you sleep on your back, your side, or your stomach? Maybe a combination of the two, because depending on your sleeping position, you're going to need different things out of a mattress because you're ultimately wanting your spine to be in alignment while you're sleeping. But if you sleep on your stomach, you need something out of a mattress that you're not going to need if you sleep on your side, if that makes sense. So that's step one. So for instance, what, how do you sleep typically? I usually start on my back and then I all over the place after that. So a combination sleeper. Correct. So if you sleep on your back, back sleepers can pretty much sleep on most mattresses. It's like pretty easy to please back sleepers. Combination sleepers are going to want a bed that's responsive, which means it's easy to move around on. So you're not struggling to switch into different sleeping positions in the night. But I would say a lot of it too will come down to your preference of how firm you like a mattress to be. If you want an all foam mattress, hybrid mattress, which has both the foams and coils in it, if having a bed with all natural organic materials is important to you, there's just, there's so many different types of mattresses out there, but it comes down to your preference for sure, how much support you need, but then the sleeping position is the big thing. So I would say if you're a side sleeper, then you typically want a softer mattress so you can really have some nice sinkage and contouring around your shoulder and your hip. If you're a back sleeper, like I said, you're pretty easy to please. You kind of just need something that's supportive and it's going to keep you comfortable. And then if you're a stomach sleeper, you are typically looking for a firmer mattress because you want your hips to actually be propped up and not to sink in because that'll put your spine out of alignment. And that's what can cause back pain down the road. Wow, that's a lot to consider when buying. I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> good, good information though. Now, I was always told that we're supposed to flip our mattresses or turn it around, but how often should we actually replace or buy a new mattress? So it depends on your mattress. And also it's funny, flipping your mattress is kind of old school because nowadays mattresses are built very intentionally top, bottom, bottom up where they have certain layers in certain places. So I do always recommend rotating your mattress once or twice a year. That's just a good, easy tip to help prolong the life of it. In terms of buying a new mattress, we typically say about seven to 10 years, but again, it depends if you have an all foam mattress, hybrid mattress, inner spring mattress, and you know, the quality of that mattress as well, but there's definitely signs. If you have what we call, you know, the taco mattress where you're rolling in the middle because it's starting to have that wear and tear, definitely probably time to look for a new mattress. If you are just noticing other signs of wear and tear, if you're waking up in pain, you know, those are just some, some quick ways to know it's probably time to, uh, to start looking. Yeah. Uh, one thing I noticed too is 
when you're traveling in the summer and you're staying at people's places or in hotels, Airbnbs, whatever, and you're laying on all these different mattresses, right? So that's hard on your back, it's hard on your body. So is there any tips that people can do when they're traveling as far as sleeping to get better sleep? That's a tough one because typically it takes your body about 30 days to actually adjust and get used to a new body or a new mattress, excuse oh. me. So that's not going to happen if you are on the road traveling. I do think that having sometimes people like to bring their own pillows, which can make a big difference because that also is a key part of, you know, keeping pain away and also being comfortable. But I would say with traveling, the biggest thing is to try and control the environment as much as you can in the sense of just making sure it's dark, it's cool, you're cutting out any distractions, right. but unfortunately you can't really carry your, your mattress on the road with you. <laughs> <laughs> nope. You can't. Um, but also on that same point, if you're sleeping in a hotel or an Airbnb and you're like, oh my gosh, this is the best sleep I've gotten, or I've really enjoyed this mattress. I'm so comfortable. That's also a huge sign that probably your mattress at home is not the right one for you. Right. Good point. Now, me, myself, personally, I'm a very, very light sleeper. Like, I can fall asleep anytime, anywhere, within seconds. But I can also wake up just as fast as I fell asleep. Um, I hear everything around me. Um, what are some tips for folks like me, and maybe you're one of them, too, that are, that are you know, light sleepers? Yes, I definitely am in that same boat. And I think that if it's sounds that will easily wake you up. A lot of the times having white noise or experimenting with different white noises can be really helpful because I don't like sleeping in a noisy environment, but there's a lot of those, that white noise that you can find, whether it's white noise machines or through apps that for whatever reason just does the trick and keeps me asleep. I also think trying to minimize whatever that may be if it's something in your room creating noises, of course, try and cut it out where you can. If you wake up easily by maybe a partner or a pet's movements, if they're moving around on the other side of the bed, um, it's good to look for a mattress or a mattress topper that isolates motion well, which is something that you can find in different reviews and typically like a foam topper or foam mattress has those top foam layers will be good at that. But I think it's really limiting your distractions, trying to fall asleep when you're tired and not forcing it. And then knowing when you do wake up at those times, it's okay. I used to stress out a lot when I would wake up in the middle of the night and be, you know, you just start getting ahead of yourself. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get enough sleep. I'm going to be so tired tomorrow. But what's really changed me is being able to, if I wake up in the middle of the night due to whatever one, I do not look at my phone. I used to always grab my phone to see what time it was. And I don't do that anymore. And this may not work for everyone, but it's a pretty good tip. I think don't look at your phone. Don't activate the brain in that way and just try and breathe and don't get ahead of yourself with stress because even the act of just laying in bed, you are resting in some sense. So it's going to be okay. I think that can be the problem is people wake up and then they get worried about being awake. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point about the phone for sure. As soon as you look at that phone, it just activates the brain and that's it. Oh yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're checking emails and you're 
just you're waking yourself up and it's not the time or place. And for some people, I do know people who can have like a quick scrolling break in the middle of the night and go back to sleep. But I found for me personally, it really has worked. If I just turn the, or if I don't look at the phone at all, don't look at the clock, don't try and find out what time it is. Just stay in bed and try to like, keep your eyes closed, breathe, focus on just falling back asleep. Right. Right. Now you said that you, uh, quite knowledgeable, by the way, thank you for sharing those tips. You've been at this for over a year. Did you say just about a year? Okay. So overall, just generally speaking now, what are some things that you've learned through this? Because before this, you're doing seven, almost eight years as a, as a TV uh, news reporter. So what did you learn from this new field occupation profession within a year or so that you're like really surprised about? You're like, oh, wow, I had no idea that, that was happening or people lived that way or yeah, well, it's funny because starting, so of course I had to learn so much about mattresses. I didn't even realize all the different kinds of mattresses and how much your sleeping position mattered. I didn't really know any of that. And then also I became certified as a sleep science coach. So that's also learning and taking a course. And so I've learned so much about, you know, how much your mattress makes a difference and how well you sleep. And also I think learning more of the sleep health stuff, some of these tips and tricks that make a big difference that have worked for me personally. And the annoying thing with sleep is you're not going to have one thing that you can tell everyone and it'll work for them because everyone's just so different. But I think some of the really big wake up calls for me has been the not checking my phone when I wake up in the middle of the night, Mm -hmm. trying to get some sunshine in the morning and get outside for even a 30 minute walk. If I can, how much having that daylight in the middle of the day or in the morning can set you for a good day where you're going to have energy during the day and you're going to naturally come down at the right time at night. It can make a world of difference. I also have now I've, especially back when I was a reporter, you could catch me drinking caffeine all hours of the day. And I didn't realize how much it can stay in your system for how long. And so I really try and cut the caffeine out after lunch. If I can, we're all going to have those days where we just need that extra jump. If you do drink caffeine. Um, and then I think with not only learning how different the mattresses are, your sleeping position, just how mattresses can really cater to different preferences. So I personally, like I'm a hot sleeper. I overheat pretty quickly And I don't have to, like there are mattresses that are better for hot sleepers and there are comforters that are better during the winter versus the summer. And there's so many different sleep products out there that I guess I just didn't realize just how different they are for your own personal needs. If that makes sense. Like you can truly find something that will work for you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you hundred percent. There's so many choices out there. It's almost overwhelming. Like if you go into a big, big mattress store, it's the choices are overwhelming different sizes and colors and prices and you know what they can do what they can offer it's amazing how far it's come oh totally and it's also i mean it's like i've compared it to car shopping before like going to the car lot stresses me out because obviously a car is a much bigger financial decision but mattresses are still expensive and so it stresses me out when you have someone trying to make you, you know, make a decision quick or steer you a certain way. And you're like, you know, it's easy to spend $1,500 on a mattress and 
that's a decision that I personally would want to slow down and really think about and make sure it's the right thing. And so I also think another thing I didn't realize was how much these mattress trial periods and warranties can make a difference. Uh You know, there are mattress companies that give you an entire year where if that mattress isn't working for you, you can still have the opportunity to return it for free. And so knowing the little things like that can also go a really big way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Besides, uh, what'd you call yours? Metropolis? What's the name of your... Oh, Sleepopolis. Sleepopolis, Sleepopolis, yeah. Besides you guys, of course, are there like other department stores out there, mattresses I'm talking about that, you you know, you highly recommend, like they have really good mattresses. You'll get a good sleep, great value. So we just do reviews. So we don't actually like sell any ourselves. We just only do reviews and we will make different recommendations for different people. So we have... We'll have individual reviews of a wide variety of mat- hundreds of mattresses. And then we have different pages where if you are a side sleeper, stomach sleeper, if you want a soft mattress, if you want a firm mattress, if you are in a relationship and are really searching for something for couples, we have different recommendations and we will recommend certain mattresses, but we don't actually sell them. I I think just because I really like doing my research and being able to see options in front of me from different brands and companies, I don't really have like a brick and mortar store I would recommend. I mean, if you find a mattress you like online, if you see a review and it's something that you're interested in and you really do want to see it in person first, by all means, you know, you can find where that mattress is sold in person, but I really, I mean, I'm an online shopper though, like through and through. So I I just like being able to do my research and order there. Okay, good. Well, thank you for clarifying that because I thought you guys sold them as well. But No, we just review them. Okay, so you review them. Okay, so if folks want to look up mattresses here as we speak, where's your site, your website? Where do they go to? So they can go to sleepopolis.com. And so that's S-L-E-E-P-O-P-O-L-I-S. Dot com. Dot com. And we have, like I said, hundreds of reviews of individual mattresses. We have some roundups of our favorite mattresses. Like I mentioned at the beginning, we have one for uh, Canadian companies that we like that we've tested. And then we also have pillows, sheets, everything there that you can think of. And then just sleep health tips. So different techniques or tips you can utilize if you are having trouble falling asleep or you're not feeling totally refreshed when you wake up in the morning and then sleep news. And so we do everything, the latest studies, you know, recommendations, any product recalls that people should know about. And then we also actually have a calculator page where you can type in something that's really cool is sleepy time we recently acquired and you can type in when you want to go to, um, or when you want to wake up and it'll tell you at what different times you should go to bed in order to get like the most out of your sleep cycle. Cool. So there's a lot on there then. There is. And I mean, I know we have several articles written. I know you mentioned traveling. We have several that are just about traveling and different things you can do on the plane or the road or in hotels. So like I said, we really are just trying to be like the sleep ultimate gurus for you. 
Now, you mentioned that you're also a certified sleep coach, correct? Yes. So how do people get a hold of Bridget Chapman if they want to get a hold of you personally? So I only got the certification just to help strengthen my knowledge for my job with Sleepopolis. I don't do the side coaching. A lot of people do, and that is a career in itself, but it was more just to make sure that I can kind of, I know more what I'm talking about and I can learn about some of the science behind sleep. Ah, gotcha. So if they reach out to you, it's for a Sleepopolis. Yes. And I mean, people can always reach out to Bridget Chapman on my social media pages if they do have any questions about mattresses or sleep health. And I can definitely help in every way I can. But I do not practice as an actual sleep science coach where I like charge clients or anything like that. Okay. Now, to circle back to what we talked about at the beginning, you used to be a TV news reporter. Do you, mm-hmm. I'm just curious, because it's been a year now or so, do you miss any of that or you're just happy where you are? It's so funny when I, it was a big decision getting out of news because I did love it. And I think that especially local journalism is so important and it was what I worked for and I I moved around for it and I just, I really loved it. And it was a little bit difficult of a transition. It wasn't as hard as I expected it to be, but what's funny is people say, other people who've gotten out of the business, they say, just wait until that first day or night of severe weather. When you are at home, cuddled up on your couch and you're watching TV and the reporters are out there standing in the storm and in the hail and you're like, nope, not me. And that is such a true thing. It's funny because a lot of former TV people say that, but that was one of those moments where I was like, you know, I am content being on my couch and not being out in severe weather doing live hits right now. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. But I mean, honestly, a lot of that, um, your past experience and knowledge must be so useful to what you do now. Like you're used to talking in front of people, being on TV, camera lights, whatever else, you know, the pressure. Oh, definitely. I think it helped a lot with transitioning into the on-camera work I do for Sleepopolis. And then also when it comes to, if I'm writing about sleep health topics, I have those research skills. I know how to fact check. I want to make sure that people are getting accurate information and always trying. I know in the reviews, of course, my opinion's going to be in there when I'm talking about certain products, which I always acknowledge in reviews. Like I feel this way. I think it's this way, but when it comes to sleep health and we're talking about, you know, medical stuff or anything like that, that can affect people. It's like always keeping that unbiased, just trying to give people the facts and helpful information. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about sleep again, a little bit deeper. What are some misconceptions or myths that you think, now that you've been in the profession here for a good year, that you think should be, you know, should be said out there in society that's not? Is there anything missing that we should know about as far as sleep? It's not said. I think one of my favorite ones, because I have always enjoyed sleeping in and the older I've gotten, the earlier sleeping in becomes to you, right? When you're a teenager, you're sleeping into like 11. Mm-hmm. And so now me sleeping in is like a nice, like nine, nine 30, but growing up, I always was kind of told, or it was always insinuated that sleeping in is lazy and, you know, you need to wake up, you got to grind early bird gets the worm. Like, I think that's such a thing that we hear in society and reality, your own body clock and your own person, you need different amounts of sleep. 
it's okay to stay up late and be a night owl and wake up at nine or 10 in the morning. That doesn't make you lazy. Like you deserve your full sleep and everyone's different and we do not all operate the same. And I think that was a really big one is I just never, my mom is such a morning person. She pops up at five in the morning mm-hmm. and I've just never been able to do that. And, or at least with, you know, full energy and realizing the science behind it, that like, that's okay, because that's just not the way I'm, you know, I operate and that's perfectly fine. And I think a lot of people out there should also know that, that you're not wrong or lazy if you like to sleep a little later than someone else. Yeah, I would say that's a big one for sure. I mean, we have, I have two kids here. One's a teenager, one's eight. So one, the teenager likes to sleep in. Uh, but part of it too is like you mentioned, it's their, their life cycle, lifestyle. He's up late. So if you're up late, you're probably going to sleep in. But if you go to bed early, you're probably going to wake up early. You know, so it's, it depends on what your lifestyle is too. Yeah. And when you're younger, you just tend to need more sleep. And so that's another thing is when, you know, the older you get research shows that you need less sleep and adults, they do typically recommend you get that seven to eight hours a night, but if you only, I mean, if you need 10 hours and that's what makes you wake up and feel refreshed and get through your day and you're not groggy, like that's perfectly fine. And I think that sometimes people just get set on certain rules that we've been told, no, I just need eight hours or, oh, it's fine. I can operate on four hours. Everyone's different, but it's really like listening to your body and knowing that that's, that's your biggest resource is your body telling you how it feels. Yeah, well said. Your biggest resource is your body telling you how it feels. Let's talk about those mattresses again. What yes. have you What have you noticed in the last, I don't know, year, three years, five years, even before you're working in this profession, about mattresses, like how far they've evolved, changed? So I think a few things. One is the online bed in a box game is like fully stepping up. So it's I remember the first time I bought a mattress, I think for a guest room when I was out of college and I bought one from Amazon or something, just the cheapest one I could find. And it arrived in a box and I opened it and it it expanded. I thought that was the craziest thing, but this is like becoming the norm, the way these companies can package these mattresses and how you can find luxury mattresses ordered online in boxes. I think that that's a big thing. I also think it's becoming more competitive. And so these companies are trying out different things or offering different perks because it is becoming so competitive. So like, I always recommend shopping during sales. I, I mean, across the board in my own life too, like I'm such a sale shopper, but with mattresses, if you can hold out until a holiday, you're going to get so much bang for your buck. These companies throw in like extra pillows and all kinds of deals. And then I also think seeing some of the different perks they have or materials that like, they like to experiment with. Um, there's something called salient that this mattress company bear uses and others do as well. And it's woven into their mattress covers and they have their own research that they say it helps with muscle recovery. So they target it at like athletes or people who just work out a lot and want their mattress to help with that. So it's kind of funny, like the different things you see and hear companies doing to just really be more competitive and stand out. Yeah, I agree. It's a lot more competitive than what it used to be. Everybody seems to be in the game now, but before there was only a handful. 
Oh, totally. And I think that because of the power of social media and being able to spread the word online, it's, I wouldn't say it's, you know, easy for companies to just totally rise and become super popular right away. But I think it seems like it's, it's an easier path than it used to be because you can reach so many more people in such a quicker, efficient manner by using social media and like online marketing and everything else. Yeah, agreed. So let's get to the meat and the potatoes here. What are some tips for people that are interested in better sleep or mattresses? And your in your wisdom, everything you've learned the last year or so, what are some tips for us? So for better sleep, some that I personally really like, and I think that, like I said, it's always you just have to try it out. It may work for you, it may not. Um, I am a big proponent of trying to get sunshine in the morning or the early afternoon, like I said, and there has been, you know, different sleep doctors and studies that have said this really helps with your sleep wake cycle. And so whether that's even like just 15 minutes that you can just pop outside, sit on the porch, or just have coffee looking out your window, that can make a really big difference and help kind of give you that natural energy. I've also really tried to do like 30 minutes if I can of walking during the day, which is also really helpful for being able to fall asleep at night. Um, staying off my phone is one that I practice, but I do not always preach, but it is a real, or I preach, but I don't always practice wrong one. Um, you really like, it's so recommended. You should not have your cell phone in your bedroom scrolling on it. When you're going to bed, it is so difficult for me because I'm just love to be in tune with the world, but that is one that experts recommend time and time again, to keep the phone out of the bedroom altogether. If you can, when you're going to bed and really just try not to be on it when you're in bed, because that way you can just kind of, you know, calm down, you can wind down. Um, not checking the time or the phone when you wake up in the night has really helped me. Let's see some other ones that I have heard a lot is avoiding. If you do have trouble sleeping, there are always good things to kind of evaluate. So not having spicy foods before bed has been something that is recommended uh, regularly for people having trouble sleeping. Um, making sure that you have a good temperature in your room I didn't realize how a lot of people can sleep better if it's a cooler environment. And so I actually now set my thermostat at like 66 degrees, 67 degrees when I sleep. It works really well for me personally. I've seen it mainly like 60 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit is what's recommended. But again, listen to your body. You know, if you're wearing heavy pajamas or you have a heavy comforter, it's going to be different than someone who has something lighter on. Um, keeping it dark, having those blackout curtains, if you know you can invest in those, it's really good to just have that complete darkness and just cutting out any of those sounds. If you have any, you know, buzzing or anything like that that you can just cut out of your room to help keep it quiet, or you can use that white noise to kind of have more of the the proven helpful noise while you sleep. Those are some of my big ones. I feel like I just rambled off a bunch. <laughs> oh, those are great. Those are great. Um, you're absolutely right. Like here, especially in the summertime, I'm living in uh, Northwest Territories. I'm not sure how well you know Canada, but it's north of Edmonton, Alberta. And in the summertime, we pretty much have 24-hour daylight. 
So you need those blackout curtains you just mentioned, or you're not going to sleep. Oh, yeah. And the beauty is, is I feel like when blackout curtains first hit the market, they were just, they were kind of like a luxury item, it seemed. And now, like I said, it's just so competitive. There's so many people out there putting these products out that you can get decent blackout curtains for an affordable price, which is really nice. And I mean, I have them, I love them. So definitely recommend that for anyone struggling. I agree. I agree. So any famous last words, one thing you want to say that maybe you forgot? I would just say, you know, I mentioned, listen to your body, but also when it comes to your mattress, your pillows, it is totally worth investing in. I mean, you spend so much of your time on your mattress, hopefully getting high quality sleep. High quality sleep is what causes you to go out there and have a productive day for the most part. It's just really, really important. So I would recommend doing your research and checking out sleepopolis.com, of course. And also, you know, if you can, I just think it's, it's well worth the investment. There you go, folks. You heard it from Bridget Chapman. Invest in yourself and your mattress. And of course, check out sleepopolis.com. So today's guest is a former TV news reporter. Uh, who now works in the sleep health specializing in testing and reviewing mattresses to help you and i get a better sleep thank you so much bridget i appreciate it thank you so much for having me it was so nice talking to you okay have a good sleep thanks for listening if you enjoyed this podcast and i hope you did be sure to subscribe and share with your family and friends and remember You may be given a cactus in life, but you don't have to sit on it.